Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. You're listening to the 23 Personnel Podcast, a Texas Tech athletics podcast where food and sports clash at the goal line. Here are your hosts, Spencer and Michael. All right, what is everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the 23 Personnel Podcast. I'm your host, Spencer, joined by Michael. Michael, what's up, man? I am in holiday purgatory. Do you know what I'm talking about? The week between Christmas and New Year? I have no idea what's yeah, going on at work. Just, yes. And everything's just chaos in a good way. Nothing's see those happening. Memes all the time. happening. Yeah, you see those memes all the time this time of year where you don't know what day it is. You don't know what you're supposed to be doing. You're just you're just going through it, man. Yeah. we. Uh, it's good. It's It's a good place to be. It's just... It's just that it's just always odd. We rolled into town 45 minutes ago, committed to the podcast. Like We're going to unload the car. We're going to jump on the podcast. Um, typically, we drive back on a Sunday. So like coming back on a Wednesday, like, I don't even know what day it is. I don't even know. It's Wednesday. Yeah. Uh, I have work tomorrow. Um, I do. I, I'm going to save the rest of it for the end of the show. I want to I get your thoughts on any, any cool gifts or things you want to share from Christmas. Um, ah, okay. This hat, this thing of beauty right here. I'm showing everybody on the stream. My new Rangers hat. Here to let everybody know, World Series champions, 2023. Banners fly forever. So, <laughs> In case anybody doubted. In case anybody doubted, now it's on they my hat. They can't take it away, right? I mean, they didn't take the Astros away from 2017. Um, and I think the biggest thing they, they would say, well... Adolis Garcia was 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 juicing, man. Uh, you know what? He didn't play the last few games of the series. Didn't need him. Yeah, a lot of fun. Yeah, was, a lot of fun with the run right. that he was on to get him there, but didn't end up needing him. Um. Anyways, this is our last episode of 2023. Um, just talking about the we 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 talked about this in the in our family because we we put together a Christmas card, a little, little letter update that we send out with it. Um, this episode will mark the end of our seventh year on the podcast, Michael. Could that makes st- sense because I have a seven-year-old now. We started the week of the national title game, which was the first week of January, 2017. 17, mm-hmm. 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23. This is the end of year seven. 388 episodes then. I'd like to think we got it just a little bit better since then, but maybe not much. Uh, more comfortable at least. Not so not so awkward. Still so some yeah. awkward. Oh, I mean, uh, it comes with the territory. Less editing. I say less dumb things. I still say some dumb things. I Oh, I say a lot of dumb things. 
Well, I meant like dumb enough that like I, I, I go back and edit that out. Like it, it's, it's been a while, <laughs> but I've, I've, I've edited some stuff out. I think even this year, but uh, not always. Maybe so. Um, if you're on the stream, I mean, you, you get those unedited because it's just, you know, we're doing it live. You, y'all want to catch the streams typically Tuesday nights, although tonight's a Wednesday. Uh, between 9 and 9.30, we, we kick this thing off. And then um, during football season, Sunday, Sunday, Saturday evenings after the game, uh, basketball conference season will go Saturdays as well. So look for those to start up soon-ish. Maybe, I think next weekend, I think. Um, not this weekend. I don't think. Shoot. Probably should have hashed that up before we started. Um but YouTube at 23 personnel, go ahead and subscribe there. Hit the notification bell. We, so you'll know when we go live, if you want to jump in the stream. Uh, otherwise catch the podcast in your feed next day, catch the video whenever. Um, tonight we're going to be talking about football. Just a final wrap up on national signing day. Uh, and then a year in review. We're going to do a year in review for all three major sports, football, basketball, baseball. Um, probably not a surprise when you, when you remember that we fired our head coach in basketball. When we get to basketball, the year in review is not pretty. Um, baseball, since it's been so long, just a quick touch up on that before we, you know, we get ready for 2024. That's coming fast at you uh, Monday. Hope you're ready for that. We'll talk about our New Year's Eve plans, menus, things special we're doing to ring in the new year. Um, yeah. So, Michael, you want to start with the uh, football? Footy, footy, football? Yes. All right. So National Signing Day, uh, we'll do that really quickly. Um, it did go according to plan. You didn't have any any surprises uh, you did have the two junior college guys decommit and not sign. Uh, tight end Alex Lines and defensive tackle Danny Saili. Um, everybody else that was committed signed. Uh, you didn't have any signing day flips, which is okay. Um, I think outside the program, maybe what made you the most nervous was Micah Hudson's national letter of intent was the last to come in. Um but you did hear from from Coach McGuire saying like he committed to the school back in June, which I think we were all kind of aware or had suspected that it happened. Um, and then they they basically said you you we will announce you will announce whenever you want to. Uh, and he wanted to capitalize on the moment momentum following the Oregon game, um, so he chose to to you know announce in September, um, and then. He was with the program the whole time. It wasn't like, you know, he had made all those, uh, all those visits and all that kind of stuff. So internally they weren't, they weren't so worried about it as, as maybe you and I may have been, or you might have was following, uh, recruiting very closely, taking note, uh, stock of when letters of intent were coming in and who, uh, who we were waiting on. Michael Hudson was last. <laughs> it's okay. It is in, he's officially a Red Raider as is the rest of the class. That class good for 23rd in the country. So that's your second top 30 class under McGuire. Um, 
And then when you look around at the guys that have been contributing from these, you know, his first class, um, you know, you're obviously enthusiastic about the direction of the program and development. Uh, you can see a clear um, plan in place, guys that they're going after, body types, athletes, um, skill sets, uh, and then how, how they're going to be utilized. Uh, 23rd in the country, good for first in the new Big 12, which is uh, exciting. You want to you be staking your claim, uh, being the competitive leader within the conference football-wise. Well, you're going to do that with, with the way you, you build your roster. First and Big 12. Um, anything else on signing day? You want to touch on Michael? I, I was, uh, I, I, I'm just trying to caution people because I don't know. I think everybody's, uh, there's a lot of people already back in the bull win and then national signing day happened like it was supposed to. Mm-hmm. And then everyone's like, oh, okay, well. You know, eight, nine wins next year. Yeah. Here we awesome. go. Here we go. Maybe uh, maybe Joey won't pump the sunshine as much as he did last year. I mean, I, <laughs> yeah. I That's know. his nature, though. He's He yeah, can't he's, help he's himself. Uh, yeah. he, he's a believer. Um, not that there isn't anything to, to, to be looking forward to, but your offensive line is going to be a new patchwork quilt of new guys. Um, see how they all come together and and, and contribute. Um, skill wise, I think you've got pieces on the on your your receiver room that you're excited about. Uh, in terms of guys that have been here and have contributed, Koyikin, uh, Jordan Brown, um, guys like that. I'm I'm blanking on names, but also guys that are that red shirt that are you know have the opportunity to step up and step into the you know, some playing time. Um, and then obviously new guys, uh, Micah Hudson is going to be expected to, to contribute in some way. Uh, is he going to be a starter? I don't know if he'll be starter game one, um, but I think he'll be a contributor and he'll be definitely, if he's, you know, I, I don't expect anything to be wrong or, you know, that he's not going to be on campus or whatever, but if he's healthy and on the team in the fall, I fully expect him to make the wide receivers a better position group um whether just you know him participating and playing or um just that 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 competitor pushing the guys around him um now i don't think he's going to come in and be like your leading receiver yards catches touchdowns anything like that um i don't think it's fair to put those expectations on him you've got lots of guys around him that have the experience age whatever um you know i would probably like if you can look for a guy like, like that, I would say probably a Josh Kelly would be the leading candidate for that, that role. Uh, being that he's old, he's been around um, a few different programs um, and been huge for them. Um, Caleb Douglas, I think could also, if you're looking at, especially new guys, the transfer that's coming in from Florida. Um, but plenty of time to get there. Taj Brooks being back is also huge. Um, Valdez being back also yep. big positive. So, um, so you are saying nine and three, 
Is that what I'm no. hearing? No, 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 no. Oh. I'm not saying that yet. Um, Ten. Uh, I already, I already got burned by that. We're not gonna, we're not gonna, <laughs> not gonna play with that fire again. Um, I, I, I would say you've got pieces there, uh, depending on how your offensive line comes together and how the the skill positions, the the receivers come together. Um, I'm gonna help contribute to to I mean obviously they're gonna contribute but they're gonna be a, a huge piece to, to how you per how you perform on the field wins and losses wise um and I guess learning from this year I'll be more of a wait and see at least on December 27th 2023 I am a show me <laughs> show me first yeah because I yes. got I got burned by the expectations and the hype and um, well, now we've got it, something we could, something else we could do, which I, I think we had it on our notes last week, but we didn't actually talk about it. Is we could go into the schedule a little bit, which could lead into. Um, we don't have like a dates or anything, but we can tell you, yeah. um, you know, who you face at home, who you face on the road, um, and I haven't done like deep dive into their schedules or their their rosters or anything, so I can't tell you. Oh man. West Virginia next year is going to be decimated. Their, their roster is going to be gone or like they're returning everybody. <laughs> um, so, but your home schedule, Abilene Christian, North Texas, Arizona state, Colorado, Baylor, Cincinnati, West Virginia. So you get seven home games. I like that. I like that a lot. I don't think outside of, West Virginia, yeah, only team that you'll face at home in 2020, 2024 that had a winning record was West Virginia. Yeah, and they just went on tonight. We'll in our quick bowl game recap later, uh, but to spoil it a little bit, they put a whooping on the Tar Heels. Yeah, they did. The game Neil I, Brown I, I got been. drenched in mayo. <laughs> the game I would have been uh, very interested to watch, but we were, like I said, on the road. Um, took down Mac Brown. It's the Brown Bowl. Um, mm-hmm. to get Bay. What can Brown Mayo. do for you? So West Virginia winning that one. So the rest of them, though, I mean Baylor, uh, reeling from having to replace all their their offensive staff. Uh, Cincinnati, they just weren't set up to to be successful this year. Colorado. I mean, we all thought, or at least we, I, I, I thought they were going to be um, bad. They started the season really hot, and I was like, well, maybe we were wrong, and they were definitely catching a lot of attention early in the season. And then, you know, reality kind of set in, and and, and unfortunate injuries. Like, I, I know they, they lost uh, Travis Hunter for the season uh, right there as, as the losses started to pile up. Um. Arizona State, North Texas, ACU, Baylor. Like none of those, none of those teams scare me. So you could go seven and zero, six and one at home. Um, and then to 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 improve on, on your on your on your results from this year, you just got to win one of these 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 road games. Uh, Washington State, your out of conference game. Uh, Arizona, Iowa State, Oklahoma State, and TCU. So. Yeah, all pretty tough places to play outside of TCU, maybe. And I and I guess I can't really say too much about Arizona. I know that Tech had 
that series with Arizona a while back, but I don't remember a whole lot about it. Uh, it was Matt Wells. So that's, that's about what you got you Colin Schooler out of it. That's what I remember. Yeah. And the game that you probably should have won, uh, that game in Arizona, but you know, it's, there was a lot of those games during that era that you probably should have won. Yeah. You know, there was that tweet going around today. What single play would you change uh, from a, any football game or something? And I couldn't get out of my head the botched blocked field goal at Kansas. <laughs> so not just like specific to last season, just any, any play. I think just any time. Yeah. Okay. Because so, people, so a lot of tech fans were, um, well, not a lot. I don't know, but coach beans in particular was ragging on the Longhorns, saying, Oh, we already know which one y'all would pick. And he had the crab tree catch. Um, but my thought immediately went to that Kansas game or the, the face mask on third and 3000 versus Kansas state. Of course, we wouldn't, then it's all a whole butterfly effect. Well, then would we have Joey McGuire right, right now? I don't know, but we might have a, we might have a non-win Matt Wells right now. Huh? How about that? Think about that. So the play I would change, Michael portal heavy. What <laughs> was the uh, last second touchdown at home versus TCU? Yeah, that one, that ball that got oh, tipped. I, yes. I saw that one make the rounds too, but I can't remember who tweeted that. Yeah, I I saw that one too. It's like one of those plays is like when it happens, you're like, I can't believe that just happened against us. Like there's, I know. Obviously like the, the offensive game plan was to have Dotson catch everything. And we had no defensive backs. Like I think we had justice Nelson, um, covering him that point um not a great throw i think it was behind dotson ends up getting tipped and then aaron green who shouldn't have been anywhere near where he was catches the deflection with his toes barely in bounds like it's like all the things that had to go right or i guess wrong too just all the things that had to line up for that that play uh so there's that one i think because when you talk about one play the butt fumble the butt fumbles up there yeah, I, I don't. I don't remember a lot of like singular plays that that determined outcomes of games, but that one for sure. Right. Um, yeah. And then, like, like you pointed to the, uh, you, you said the blocked field goal against Kansas. You just finished that game off. My goodness. Anyways, just go down. <sighs> and I remember. I remember like being so so lost. We were just like. I know that they they had like it was a, a point of emphasis in practice, and it had been like all all Matt Wells's career. Oh, that's right. That like when they they force turnovers, they're going to look to score. So like when when we get this blocked field goal and the guy's going down, he's looking to like let's keep the ball alive, let's let's figure out a way to go score here. I was like, yep that that came back to bite you. This or, is uh, situational football. No no win not to do that. Uh, maybe another play I would change. Uh, it may be the play call not to kick a field goal on second down. Yeah. The field, the second down field goal, mm-hmm. which like, you're like, well, what's so like out of context, like a lot of field goals are probably kicked on second down when there is no time left. I, I guess the one silver lining with a lot of these being Matt Wells games is tech was actually that close in them. 
you know, a lot of the games in the Kingsbury era, Tech was down by three touchdowns. So there wasn't one play you could point to and go, oh, well, you know, if Balaj hadn't scored the seventh touchdown, touchdown, um, that game was actually closer you know, t- than, than you would have think. Had it, <laughs> despite Balaj having a, a Heisman moment. Um, yeah, it was. was. Texas it Tech, was Arizona State football. What year was that? I think it was a two-score game. Mm, yeah, it was Mahomes. Oh my gosh, sixty-eight to fifty-five. Uh, it wasn't a two-score. Yeah, it is yeah, it two-score. It's thirteen two points. Score. Michael, you want to guess how many combined points were in the second quarter alone? <laughs> combined both teams, forty-eight <laughs> points. Seven touchdowns were scored within a fifteen-minute game window. And so then, what happens when you get the number one offense and the number one hundred and thirty-three defense? Defense, and then the. Third quarter combined for 21 points. <laughs> some, some halftime adjustments from Wade. Um, <laughs> not, not, yeah. Okay. On the road. Defense travels, baby. So football, I, I, I do think we're, we're, we're turning in the right direction. I think we're all excited about that. I'm, again, not going to say you're going to win 10 games this year or next year. Your home schedule, I think, sets up well. Um, the problem is you look at the road, you're like, you could struggle or not win any of those road games. Washington yeah. State, um, you just haven't played well on the road. Um, Arizona's nine and three this year. Iowa State, if you get them in November, they were a lot better lit this year than I, anybody ever expected, which I think only helps set them up for success next year. Uh, playing the young guys and the, the the roster they played this year. Well, especially the way they finished the season. You know, it's it's, it's one thing to. Mm-hmm. They just started out looking like it was pretty hopeless and went on a pretty good run to finish the season, including, let's see, what were they? Uh, yeah, six and three in conference. Yep. Speaking of another team that started off looking pretty hopeless, Oklahoma State played for the conference title. Yes, also true. Yeah, they're, and they're very close to being a 10-win team if they can finish off the Aggies tonight. Uh, yeah, a, a, a lost Aggies team. They don't have anybody. Staff, roster. Rudder, rudderless. <laughs> and then TCU, like, are they going to bounce back? I would expect them not to be terrible. I mean, they're they're second, I think, in the Big 12 in terms of recruiting. Uh, in this most recent class, they were pretty good last year. Um, I they think did we saw almost them... beat Colorado at home. <laughs> well, Colorado was trash. Yeah, I know. Um, That's the joke. You're right. You're right. <laughs> but you have to go. You know, I mean, I, I say that you have, you have to go to Fort Worth. You, yeah. You've only had one bad showing in Fort Worth. You not won every game in Fort Worth, but you've always been competitive in Fort Worth. Um, so that's football. I think we're excited uh, for the direction. Um, I think you've got a great opportunity to plant your flag and uh, make a stake, stake your claim to be a competitive leader in the conference um, starts next year. You want to look at the bowl games so far, big 12 bowl games. Yes. Okay. So we yes. were talking about this before, uh, but the finally big 12 bowl games since, you know, your game on the 16th got underway uh, on Friday, UCF, Georgia tech, um, UCF gets off to a pretty good start. Um, 
John Reese Plumley goes down and then they don't score another point. Um, they, they were up 17 to three, about halfway through the second quarter and then end up losing 30 to 17. They allowed 27 unanswered. Just brutal. Yeah. Kind of reminds you of that one even worse version of the, of the Baylor game. Well, yeah, but uh, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but well, maybe not Baylor worse, was bad. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then Tuesday guaranteed rate. Well, this was last night. Kansas UNLV, uh, entertaining game. I had not watched any UNLV football, so I, I know we talked about uh, we Texas Tech fans had talked about the, their offense. I was interested and in, in, intrigued to watch them play. Uh, Kansas. I mean, both teams looked like they wanted to be there. They were they were having. F- I say fun. They were entertaining. It was an entertaining game. It's not like you saw somebody that's like just sleepwalking or getting blown out. Um, Kansas though, 18 penalties, 216 yards of penalties um, and still won by two scores. Yeah. And that's their first, you know, we were talking about tech winning three bowls in a row. That is Kansas's first bowl win since 2008 and their first time back-to-back bowl since I think 2007, 2008 too. Yes, correct. Yeah. They, they went bowless. They did not have a bowl game from 2009 to 2021. And of course, last season went to the Liberty bowl lost, but they made it. And then uh, of course yesterday won their first bowl game since 2008. Then today we talked about the Duke's Mayo Bowl, West Virginia waxing North Carolina 30 to 10. Um, did not give up any second half points. Uh, did the Mountaineers 17 to 10 and a half end up winning 30 to 10. Um, and then you mentioned Oklahoma State halftime right now, 24 to 6 over Texas A&M. Um, and then we have Kansas State, North Carolina State tomorrow. Sorry, just to say Thursday, the Pop Tarts Bowl, four forty-five. Then the Alamo Bowl, eight fifteen. Oklahoma, Arizona. Um, get a good look at Arizona, what they could be next season. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to be at the basketball game tomorrow night, so I will not watch this football game, or I will watch all of it. Uh, and then Friday, the AutoZone Liberty Bowl, Iowa State, Memphis, two thirty p.m. Maybe feel bad for Memphis or maybe not. Um, for going to the, the good thing about the Memphis is I think previously for the Liberty Bowl, there's been a lot of hotel issues for visiting teams, but I'm assuming the Memphis, what are they? Tigers, Bulldogs, Tigers, the Memphis Tigers will just be staying in wherever they normally stay. So They'll get a good night's rest. They won't have you to worry about home, plumbing man. going bad or yeah. Yeah. That's, that's just what meet I'm, the facility what I mean. at a eight 30. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe they at least meet at the school and then get on a bus. Yeah. And then, uh, last, well, last scheduled for big 12 games would be Monday. The first all state sugar bowl college football playoff semifinal Washington and Texas seven forty five. New year's day. 
Make sure you get your black eyed peas in before then. It's not a, oh, it's not a, it's not a bowl game food. Yeah, you're right. That's a lunch. Especially that late at night. Yeah, no. You don't want to be forcing back some black eyed peas at night. No. All right. It's not, That's uh, it's not a way to start to start the new year. Shift gears to basketball, Michael. Unless you want to do baseball. You know me, huge baseball fan. I'll Let's leave do it baseball. Up to you. Let's do baseball then. Okay. Okay. Uh, Are we going to talk Lord of the Rings and Moneyball? You probably missed that on Twitter today. I did. Sorry. I'm going to talk okay. about. You, uh, need to, you need to look that up. It's it's really a good a fun cross section of two fandoms. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm going to talk about the Texas Rangers winning the World Series. <laughs> Would you like show me you, your hat again? You want to show me your profile? It. You already talked about that, but uh. Our our man Josh Young got him a World Series ring. So yeah, he did. There you go. You can't even see with, with, with my headphones. Here, let's do that. Is that better? Yeah, that's way better. There we go. Yeah. Oh, and then this white streak of beard, like it's all white over here. So that's fun. Uh, no, I don't. I don't dye my beard. Uh, I don't play Santa Claus. I probably could. Not that long. I mean, look at this. Jeez. My beard has like, it, it's made of five different colors of, of hair. Wow. So you're good. I have I'm getting, three. I'm getting a little, I'm getting a little white, get a little white down there. Down the, down the my chinny chin. All right. Um, There's some good, some good images to screenshot. <laughs> okay. It's, it's good podcasting too, for those that aren't watching us. Talking about our beard colors and you're not even, we're not even saying colors. We're just talking about what, how they are different colors. Um, okay. Baseball. Last season, you went 41 and 23, 12 and 12 in Big 12 play. You were 30 and 7 at home. You were a really good home team, uh, including your series win over the Longhorns. Wait, right? That was last year? Why can't I remember this? Were you? Were I'm you not in, so sure. No, I think you yes. were in Austin last year, weren't you? I don't know. Sorry, my, my in-laws are leaving right now and they're being really loud right outside the door. Um, yeah, sorry, you were in Austin last year. You got swept. Okay. So forget I said that. Yeah, I thought um, something. Okay. Ultimately, though, you ended up losing in the Gainesville Regional to Florida team that would be the eventual national runner-up. They played for the national title against LSU. Uh, and three very entertaining games. Um Game, the national title series or the, the finals um, where Florida puts up like 24 runs in game two and then LSU bounces back and basically does the same thing back to them to win the thing in game three. Um, but last year, uh, back to Texas Tech, you started off Big 12 play at home uh, with Oklahoma State. You win that series. Um, you had a walk-off Friday night. Uh, you lose Saturday and then you run rule them on Sunday. Um, then you travel to Austin. You get swept there. Um, you take the series against TCU, a 20-16 to 16 Friday night game. Um, you lose 10-7 and then come back 10-5 on Sunday. Um, you win the series against Oklahoma on the road including an extra innings uh, win Friday night, 13 to seven. So it's not like you had a, a one run top of the 10th. No, man, you put up six runs on them top of the 10th. Uh, then you won Saturday to get the series, uh, then got run ruled on Sunday. 
Um, you took two of three from Baylor, 10-1, 14-9, then lose Saturday. You had a doubleheader Saturday. This was um, Easter weekend, I believe, um, four to six. Um, you lose a series in Manhattan against Kansas State. This was a one that when it happened, you felt like um, you let one get away from you. You shouldn't have. You lost Friday two to three. You won Saturday five two. Lost Sunday eight to ten. Um, and you traveled to West Virginia. I'm just going through Big Twelve games. I have to scroll through. Um, you lose the series. Um, you had a bad bad game on Saturday seventeen to two loss there. Uh, but close one on Sunday. You lose five to three. You win five two on Friday. Um. My goodness, they had like a all everything guy on their team. I, I'm blanking on who it was. It reminded me of like not not like Dylan Cruz of LSU, but guy that was just like everywhere, doing everything for them. You couldn't get him out. Um, and you come back home uh, to finish out Big Twelve play in the, in the regular season. You lose the first game against Kansas. You're like, what the heck is going on? Then you beat them. Walk off on Friday, game two, eight to seven. And then you run rule them 15 to one on Saturday. Um, Big 12 tournament rolls around. Uh, you take down West Virginia. You beat Oklahoma 10 to nine. That was a really fascinating back and forth game. Um, you won two games, period. I mean, that was yeah. That's the first time you've done crazy. that. Uh, and then you had to do back to back games against Oklahoma State on Saturday. So you lose game one. One to eight, eight to one, and then you lose game two, six to five. Um, so you were on the doorstep of playing for a conference t- championship in the tournament. Um, one run shy on that last game, uh, sets you up to take on um, Florida, Florida Regional, uh, UConn, Florida, and I can't remember the. Th- the fourth team that was in that regional, um, which took down UConn three to two on Friday. You beat Florida five to four on Saturday. Um, and then you lost games three and four of that regional by six runs, seven to one, six, nothing to get eliminated and end your season. But like I said, you end up playing Florida who was eventual national runner up. They were so stinking good. They were number two national seed. Um, so losing doesn't feel good, but I mean, when you lose to a team that almost won it all and as good as they were, you're like, ah, what what are you going to do? Um, I'm going to go through some of the statistical leaders from last year, just to remind you of some of the guys that were on, on your team and like, oh my gosh, like they were so good. Uh, your, your average, your leader in average, Nolan Hester, 361. Played in 60 games, started 60 games. Only two guys played in or started more games. That was Kevin Bazell, who played third base for you, but will be behind the dish this upcoming season. Played 63, started 63. Gavin Cash, all 64 games. Started and played first base. Um, Bazell was second in your average with uh, 348, Cash 327, Gage Harrelson 324, Hudson White, Austin Green, Tracer Lopez. Um, 
home runs. My gosh, can't forget Gavin Cash had 26 home runs last year. Um, and then maybe quietly, but Austin Green was second on the team with 12, Hudson White with 11, Kevin Bazell with 10. Um, you know, excited to get Bazell back and in a in more of a natural position. Um, your uh, middle infield, uh, we'll, we'll see how it shakes out, but. Uh, Tracer Lopez had some great games for you. Cade McGar, you knew you were missing some guys early in the season with uh, injuries. Um, but Washburn out in the outfield. Um, you should be getting his brother back in the pitching rotation. Both Washburns. Um, Will Burns, quarterback, shortstop combination may, may be able to help you out there too. But um We'll get more more info on, on what the team's going to look like um, next season as we're getting closer in the spring practice. I know they've already started practicing and all that kind of stuff. But just a just a quick reminder of guys that were on the team, big big time contributors. Um, uh, and then your your your, your pitching staff uh, was it was up and down. Um, I mean, as a starter, you love what you got from Mason Molina out of the bullpen. Um, Brandon Beckel was, was your, your, your ace. Um, if you can consider an ace out of a bullpen, uh, I know that coming into the season, Tad, like I talked about him having six starters, um, and you kind of flirted with that for a little while, but, um, there at the end of the season, seeing, uh, Kyle Robinson kind of come into form, um, uh, who else did we like there at the end? Rogers. It's not because of his name, but it doesn't hurt. Um, anyways, excited about baseball because it's it's you know it's the best sport out there. Any uh, any final thoughts on baseball, Michael? I know it's I know it's your your, your favorite sport. You were so t- keyed into I, uh, the, the the program and all that kind of yeah. stuff. I I feel like I feel like you did a you did a great job. A lot of those names were are they familiar? Definitely, <laughs> definitely familiar names that I completely remembered from last year. I remember Hester being really effective at the plate, so that's good. He was a fantastic leadoff man, especially with, with that average too. Like it, it wasn't just like he was on base a lot. Um, I mean, he was he was hitting on on base. He wasn't just you know walking or whatever. But he was really good at that too. I think his OPS was like uh, just just at a thousand. Um, I don't, I don't pretend to know uh, what we may be able to enjoy from Dinger Derby this season. It may be light from what I remember, but um, if you're not following that Twitter account or subscribe to the Dinger Derby podcast, um, you need to do that because. Keith does fantastic work. Um, love to have any and everything he's able to contribute this year. Um, but check them out. Obviously, we will do our, our updates and previews as we can. Um, but we're not going to touch the level of access that he has as a credential-carrying member of the media. So That's right. That's right. But he is a part He's of the lanyard staking the planes content network. If you haven't uh, been keeping up with that, 
obviously we've got lots of good work going on with gambling gauchos, seeing Scarlet, Dinger Derby, and of course ourselves. So baseball, I think is four weeks away. Opening days, like something like 50 days. Um, let me pull up that schedule really quick. It is 50 days, 20 hours, 47 minutes, eight seconds from today, February the 16th in Arlington. Facing off with the Tennessee Volunteers. If you live under rock, you know they've been a pretty good baseball program in the past few years. So what a way to start off this season in the home of the World Series champions, Texas Rangers, taking on the Tennessee <laughs> Volunteers. That's it. The Shriners Children's College Showdown. You will face Tennessee and Nebraska and Oregon. Oregon was also a regional team. Super exciting uh, regional matchup they had with Oral Roberts. Um, did not go Oregon's way, but um, you actually have a couple more games at Globe Life following this tournament. So you play uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So the 16th, 17th, 18th at Globe Life. And then you get Monday off, not part of the Shriners Children's College Showdown, but you'll also be in Globe Life Tuesday, Wednesday versus UTA in Oregon State. So you'll get five games to start your season in Globe Life. So Dallas-based or DFW-based, excuse me, DFW-based Texas Tech Red Ritter baseball fans will have quite the opportunity to check out early season baseball. The home World Series champions, Texas Rangers. Then you get Texas Southern, Gardner-Webb, New Mexico, and then you kick off Big 12 play at home versus the Texas Longhorns, March 8th. Host New Mexico State. You travel to Baylor. And you host BYU. Travel to UCF. Uh, you will host Stanford. I'm, I'm going to go through Big 12 games, but Stanford, that's a huge series. Um, I believe you split with them last season, but that's a definite um, RPI resume building series there. Then you host Houston. Uh, travel to Fort Worth for TCU. You have two games in Fayetteville versus Arkansas. They're in the middle of April. That'll be a fun little series. Hosting West Virginia uh, back in Kansas for uh, for the Jayhawks. Hosting Oklahoma in Stillwater for Oklahoma State. Um, I don't know how this works out, but you're in Tempe for one Big 12 game against Arizona State. You'll play UNLV in Tempe. And then Arizona State again, but it's not marked as a Big 12 game. So. That's a quick look that ahead. All, yeah. yeah. Quick look ahead to the schedule. Uh, let's get to basketball, Michael. Okay. Okay. Um, Lady Raiders lost again. 11 and 2. No longer receiving votes in the AP poll. Um, they lost to 
Tulsa and Oregon State in the Maui Classic Tournament. Um, that Oregon State game ended up being 77 to 65. It was a super late tip, 11:30 Wednesday night on the 20th. Uh, they're back at it Saturday the 30th, so upcoming this weekend uh, when they kick off Big 12 play at Houston. Yeah, not going to pretend that I stayed up and watched that 11:30 tip, but I did seeing Scarlet did. This is our weekly plug for seeing Scarlet. Go follow them on all the social medias and f- listen to their podcast. For sure. Because they did stay up till 11, past 11.30. And I think Shelby's in the Eastern time zone. So it might have actually it's been 12.30. tip for her. Uh, so, yeah, I didn't watch that one. I did watch enough of the Tulsa one. We were recording during that and actually finished Watching it at the end, Tech made a run there towards the end, but just couldn't get any shots to go down that first game. And I have a feeling that once they get back to, you know, hopefully when they get back in the States and get back into a better rhythm, they'll have a, a better chance at getting those shots to fall. A, a lot of stuff that they would normally make. So I'm not, yes, it was two losses, but the only two losses of the season so far. But yeah, I got a chance to, take on big 12 foe Houston, like you mentioned. And then right after that hosting number five, Texas Wednesday, January 3rd at 6 PM, Texas, I believe is 12 and 0 right now. I don't think they've, they have yet to lose a game. So yeah, get to get to come back, go to Houston, but then host, get the pleasure of hosting the number five team in the country in your own house. Wednesday, rocking. January 3rd, rocking yeah, environment. It'll be, it'll be going. Yeah, sure. Um, men, nine and two on the season. Um, we talked about last week. No, we didn't talk about it, but they defeated UT Arlington 77 66. Um, almost spot on to the Haslametric projection. Again, like yeah, we, very close. We talk about this just about every game. The projection was 78 65, one point off for each team there. Um, they had, I yeah. mean, uh, what was his name? Russell, Philip Russell. My goodness. Yeah. He, he came back and had himself a game. Well, he was kind of a non-factor in the first half. They, he just couldn't hit any shots. He was 0 for 7 on three from the day, but it was obvious, you know, I think they were kind of UTA wasn't being, as aggressive as their coach would have liked. So going down 39 to 25 at half, they came out and immediately started putting the ball into, uh, into Russell's hands more forcing, you know, getting him to the free throw line. They didn't shoot a single free throw in the first half. And then they shot, what was it? 14 in the second and he shot 10 of them. So, uh, or they shot 13 in the second half. So I, you know, the combination of that and then, both teams just really playing sloppily. We we thought that UTA would have a lot of turnovers. They average almost 16 a game. They had 17. Well, so did Texas Tech. Mm-hmm. So that doesn't help you a whole lot. Uh, not to call out names, but Darion Williams had five of those 17 turnovers. A lot of just sloppy passes or not looking ahead. Uh, but, you know, Tech was able to withstand the UTA 
comeback as if, if, if you want to call it that there's about a five minute stretch where it still really started to look rough. You know, tech was up by 20. They were up 53 to 33 with 15 minutes left. And then UTA went on a 17 to four run, cut the lead to seven in five minutes. So with 10 minutes left, tech was only up by seven, but they, they held on won an ugly game. They shot a lot worse in the second half than the first. They were 11 of 33 in the second half. I think they shot almost closer to 60% in the first half. So you knew that was going to come down, but Mm -hmm. you know, to shoot 30 something percent from the field overall, not great. (laughs) Yeah. I I was, it was, it was just a frustrating game. You know, we were there and the first half, it felt like the first half flew by. And then the second half, there were just so many fouls and so many reviews. And there was at least one technical. There was a flagrant. There was a technical and a flagrant uh, on the same play, I think. What's his... um, Pop got got hit pretty good, didn't he? In the face? Or was it Toussaint? I think, well, it may have been Toussaint, but... The Pop shot. One of those was a flagrant. One of those was a flagrant that was, it was just a, a good hard foul. If there's a way to, to say it, you know, it, it was obvious that he was not, the defensive player was not going for the ball, but obviously not trying to send the kid to the hospital either. Yeah. Just, Hey, you're not going to make this one. Okay. It's a flagrant. I think, uh, you know, I, I think that was just kind of accepted. Yeah. Um, both teams didn't shoot a free throw in the first half. They both shot 13, um, Texas Tech 11 for 13. UTA was 10 of 13. Um, you were 10 of 27 from three. They were eight of 28. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's just kind of, it's fascinating how close the, these numbers were like total wise 20. They were 24 of 60 UTA were from the field. You were 28 of 62. Um, which again, like you would say, well, it's, it's, that leads have been a, a you know a close game, uh, and at one point it wasn't a close game. Uh, you had four guys in double figures. Uh, I think the maybe the concerning thing was Kerwin, Kerwin Walton came down, came back to earth. Um, no points. Twenty minutes, no points. Yeah, well, he got in foul trouble too, and had a couple of turnovers. Not foul trouble, but he just had two I fouls. Think he got a, a quick couple fouls uh, that they they kind of pulled him out on, but. Yeah, I, oh, and it wasn't him that had the turnovers. It was uh, Lamar Washington. He played seven minutes and had two turnovers, but he also had two steals. I don't know. Yeah, it's it was sloppy. Uh, you got a game yes. coming up tomorrow night, um, which I will be at. I'm excited to take, to take the family to this. Already kind of set expectations, like, hey, there are going to be times we have to walk around, but it's okay. Uh, but you're taking on <laughs> yeah. six and seven Sam Houston State, seven p.m. ESPN Plus. Those who want to watch it. Um, Ken Palm has them at 196. Their offense is terrible. One, uh, 245, Sam Houston's offense. 245, defense 148, tempo 130. Haslametrics has this as a 17-point game in your favor, 78 to 61. Uh, they're going to be led by guards Devon Barnes and Lamar Wilkerson. Both bigger guys. Barnes is 6'5", Wilkerson 6'4". Uh, Barnes shoots about 14 points per game. Wilkerson, 13 points per game. Uh, and both right at 35% from three. 
I did not copy paste that. That is a they are the exact same percentage points. Thirty four point nine three. Yeah. So pretty solid three point threat from these from these two guys. And then just one more game after that, uh, and non conference before you hit Big Twelve play on the sixth. Uh, you have North Alabama Monday the first. They are also six and seven. One p.m. ESPN Plus. Ken Palm has it at two twenty seven. A eighty one to sixty three um, win in your favor. They will have a common opponent once you hit Big Twelve play. When you get to Kansas State, they took Kansas State to overtime. And lost by one. So, yeah, probably and not in Manhattan. Yeah, which is not a surprise with it being North Alabama. I doubt Kansas State would would volunteer to to play them in their place. And and then also very important stat: North Alabama is going for the TTU sweep. Very coveted, mm. uh, a very coveted award, <laughs> where because they beat Tennessee Tech eighty six to seventy one on November 30th and they're out for blood, man. They're out for the, the TTU sweep. I don't know what that is. Is it a broom in the shape of a cactus? I don't know. <laughs> My dad went to Tennessee tech connections everywhere. Just throwing that out there as a native of Nashville. Yeah. Well, Nashville, uh, suburb lived in, uh, I'm blanking. Laverne. The Plano of Nashville. Yeah. Basically Laverne, Tennessee. Where he's from. There you go. Lynchburg? No. No, this is it's not that far east. Um I do not know my Tennessee geography. I couldn't tell you where Memphis or Nashville or any of them are. So Memphis is far west, like almost like on the on the border, like it's on the Mississippi River, basically. Uh Nashville's more central Knoxville, uh, and like the mountainous Appalachia. This is far east. Mm. Chattanooga. It's in there too. Anyways, Nashville. Um, I, don't know why. I, I know that Tennessee Tech had a pretty statistically exciting baseball game not that long ago. They're hitting a bunch of home runs. Um, was that last season or maybe the year before? Either oh, way. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. They did. Um, Just dingers. Dingers after dingers. Dangers. Um, let's do the year in review for, for, for basketball, Michael. Let's 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 bring this down to earth for a second. Okay. We talked about it as a uh you you shouldn't be surprised if you fire your coach that it did not go well. Uh, I did not remember this. You started off conference play 0 and 8. First half of conference play, you were winless. Um end up going five and thirteen in Big 12 play. Uh so you went five and five over your last ten. Um, but my goodness, 16 and 16 overall, um, regardless of, of what some of the rumors were about who was actually coaching the team, what was going on in the locker room. Um, you just did not have a great team last year. Um, you had sparks, um, like when you beat Georgetown, you're like, that's, that was pretty good. You like to see that. Um, you put up 102 on a HBCU round ball classic game, 111 the next week, the next game against Houston Christian, 110 South Carolina State. Um, 
you know, a team that's not very good scoring wise, you put up three games of a hundred plus points in a row. Um, and then they were like, you were losing close games, right? Like when you went zero and eight to start conference play, you lost by six in Fort Worth against TCU. Uh, you lost yeah. by three at home versus number three, Kansas. Um, you lost by five in overtime to Oklahoma. You got blown out by Iowa state and Hilton 84 to 50. You lost by two to Texas, number 10, Texas in Austin. Um, you lost by seven to 21 Baylor. Um, you lost by 10, number 13, Kansas state. So like you had just like this murderous row, <laughs> um, outside of Kansas, all of your big 12 games were ranked. TC was 18. Kansas was three. Oklahoma was unranked. Iowa state was 14. Texas was 10. Baylor 21, Kansas State 20, sorry, Kansas State was 13. And then you hit up, uh, you lose by 15 at home to West Virginia. Thankfully, you get a break with the Big 12 SEC Challenge. Uh, You take down LSU in Baton Rouge by eight. And then you get this wild game against Iowa State back in Lubbock. You take them to overtime and win 80 to 77. Um. You travel your first conference game, first conference win, first conference win, January 30th overtime win at home versus Iowa state one and eight. Then you turn around head on the road to Baylor. Uh, you lose big in Waco. You lose by 27. Um, you go up to Oklahoma state. It was not very good last year and they're going to be even worse this year. You lose by three. Um, so you are one in 10 home versus Kansas state. You win that one by eight home versus Texas. You win that one by seven home versus West Virginia. You win that one by six. No, sorry. On the road at West Virginia on the road at Oklahoma, you win that one by 11. Um, so you get a little bit of momentum there. You win four in a row uh, against ranked opponents uh, Kansas State was 12. Texas was six. Um, you host TCU. You lose that one by one. Um, should have had that one. And then on the road at Kansas, number three, Kansas, you lose that one by four. So like, well, like you were losing some close games. Like this isn't that bad. You lose at Oklahoma State to finish out the regular season schedule by three. But to go five and 13, you're like, oh, man. We were not good. And then obviously with all the, the distraction off the court stuff, um, you lose your, your first game in the big 12 tournament. Um, and then with your non-conference, uh, you just, you just make a tournament. So make a change in the off season. You go to Grant McCaslin. Um, and obviously the team right now, like we, we talked about just a second ago is nine and two. Um, has some holes, has some deficiencies, but you kind of expect that when you're changing over staff, changing over rosters. Um, but I think again, like, like what we said with football, you're heading in the right direction. Um, basketball is kind of strange. You have to retool and remake the roster just about every year. Um, but you want to go through some of the statistical leaders from last year's team, Michael, or is that going to be, Oh uh, yeah. A lot of guys, I, again, no longer on the roster. Um, guys like Kevin O'Banner, Davion Harmon, 
Fardaz Amak, Jalen Tyson, Daniel Bacho, Elijah Fisher, KJ Allen, CJ Williams. Um, <clears throat> no, some of these guys exhausted their eligibility, but guys like Fardaz Amak, um, I mean, my goodness, there was a lot of stuff that came, like a lot of hype that came with him. Um, and then like so much strange, strangeness around his health and when he was actually available, when he was going to play. And, um, when he got there, like, is he actually contributing for you? Um, but this season's playing for Cal, um, I, seems to be figuring out at least for them averaging uh why well, I, I can't do that but he in two four six eight ten eleven games he's played 367 minutes um lowest minutes output so far was 23 minutes csu bakersfield 27 versus utep everybody else is in the 30s um averaging 17 points a game michael Hey, 11, did you say 11 games he's played? Yeah. That's how many he played last year. No, he's played in 12 games. So there you go. He's played oh, more games okay. already. So but. yeah, he's already, he's already played more games as a Cal Bear than as a Red Raider. And it is not January. Not quite. Averaging, uh, he's averaging a double-double. 11 rebounds, 17 points. Um, has 13 blocks in 12 games. 10 steals. Well, his numbers weren't awful at Tech. He was averaging 11 points, 8 rebounds in those 11 games he played. Yeah. Good for him, I guess. Yeah, that's good. Elijah Fisher, uh, another guy that was on your team last year, is now he's playing for DePaul. Um, played in 28 games, started one for you. He's played in 11 games so far for DePaul, started nine of those. Um averaging 31 minutes a game, obviously as a starter. Um, but last year for you, you played 12 minutes a game, um, shooting 50% from the field, not a three point shooter. though, only 24%. Um, I'm at the ESPN stats page was showing a little bit differently than, uh, than Amax. I can't tell you just yet uh, points per game, all that kind of stuff. Uh, here we go. Averaging 9.2 points per game. Um, four rebounds. Uh, so far he's got 21 assists in 12 games. Um, high watermark so far in terms of points per game, 25 Long Beach state. Otherwise, pretty consistently right around the 10 point mark. Um, and yeah. Anybody else you want to look, look at check in on, see how they're doing. Daniel Bacho stand out to me. Let's see what he's talking to. What do you think? Yeah, he was, he was really who I thought he's at Louisiana tech, uh, this season. And how's he doing? Played in 12 games, playing a ton of minutes for them. Michael, he's averaging 14 points. Um, 20, 
four blocks. Ooh. He had 35 at Tech in 20, in 23 games last year. Well, he's played in 12 games, has 24 so far. Uh, nice. Also averaging a double-double, averaging 11 rebounds a game, 14 points, and about two blocks. I forgot he wound up at Louisiana Tech. La Tech. Good for him. And you can also good say for, good for Bacho. Taking advantage of his, his competition, right? Um, oh, yeah. Teams on his schedule, ULM, Southern Utah, McNeese, Dillard, New Mexico, Nichols, SFA, Louisiana, Southeastern Louisiana, St. Louis, and Seattle. But. Hey, he didn't make the schedule. He's just got to play the teams that line up in front of, front of him. That's. That's a football thing. You know what I mean, though. Yeah. Anywho's, um, let's uh, let's wrap this thing up, Michael. I'm 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 depressed talking about basketball. <laughs> it's not that bad. It's not that bad yet. You're not. We're that fine. Guy. We're not going to go zero and eight to start Big Twelve play. Let me just let me just say that. You better be knocking on wood, brother. It's well, just okay, not going to happen. Hold on. Let's, let's, let's look at the schedule real quick. I don't even have to look. I'm going to look. But I'm going to. But I'm going to. Okay. Big 12 schedule starts uh, at Texas, home versus Oklahoma State, home versus Kansas State, at Houston, home versus BYU. BYU's been on a tear. At Oklahoma, at TCU. <laughs> you host Oklahoma State. Boom. That's it. Yeah. So game two. And you host Kansas State. Which you could go 0 and 1, 1 and 1, 2 and 1, 2 and 2. Host BYU. Like you love that you, you get to host them. Um, host Cincinnati. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. Host UCF. Host Kansas. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, you, oh, like you get UCF. Said, you're not going to go. You're not going to start out 0 and 8. There's no way. You get UCF oh. and Oklahoma State twice. All right. Let's oh, wrap yeah, this up and get to right. what we learn. What do you say? Okay. All right. Uh, because it's the week of Christmas, the week between Christmas and New Year's, let's start off with our Christmas menu. What we ended up having for Christmas, and then uh, any favorite or notable presents or gifts that you had or gave. I don't care. You can yell about what you gave uh, before we look ahead to uh, New Year's. So you want to start or you want me to start? I'll go. Uh, for food, there's just all sorts of snacks all over the place, which is great. I love that. I thrive in that. And so we did a Christmas dinner. Christmas Day was just kind of a free-for-all. People could come and go and, you know, open presents, go home, take a nap, come back. But so we had dinner, though. And it was really simple. It was just baked potatoes, salad, and then I threw two tri-tips on the old Weber. Oh, tri-tip, huh? And they they turned out pretty well. Turned out pretty well. Felt felt you pretty decent about, about it. How well they were cooked, or the doneness they were cooked? Oh, uh, how well they were cooked. The doneness was actually about what I wanted. I made a mistake though, mm-hmm. even though I was cooking them indirectly, I should have flipped them. And so it was a pretty perfect medium most of the way through the thicker 
parts. You know, once you get to the thinner parts, it was it was well done. That's just kind of hard to escape that. But the medium parts were were perfect, and except for there was kind of a a taller gray wall on one half than the other, and that was that could have been remedied if, if I would have just flipped it halfway while it was cooking. But you live and learn, man. There's always yep. stuff to learn. We um so. Christmas meals for us, we did a heat and eat prime rib roast. Um, oh, yeah. That's picked right. Picked up the fully cooked roast from HEB. Um, I think it was four and a half pounds. Ended up being perfect. Uh, my brother uh, and his family did not come for the full meal. They were like we had originally planned for them to be there. Uh, they had their third baby on Friday. No, that's right. So they were in the hospital Friday. Uh, ended up going home Christmas Eve. So they went home on Sunday. Um, but so my brother and his two older girls came over Christmas afternoon, Christmas day afternoon to open presents, but did not have the meal with us. Anyways, it was perfect. Uh, it was very well cooked. Um, instructions were, I mean, it was just a reheat in the oven. Uh, and I got the, I, there was like a compound butter that was already made that I, I picked oh, up nice. from... Kroger. Kroger's a ripoff, by the way. For <laughs> those that live in the, the, the Metroplex. Um, one, you you absolutely have to have one of their cards to shop there. Everything else is like the prices listed on any individual item is with their card. They don't even show you what they Everything's that is. way now. But it's, 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 it's so it's ridiculous. Insane. Yes. And it was already expensive. Um, anyways, compound butter. I put that on over over it, over the, the roast, the last couple of minutes. Um, and it was fantastic. And we just did like just simple sides. We had mashed potatoes, like a, then a mashed potato substitute with cauliflower, just vegetables. Um, we decided it was going to be like a cheat week, <laughs> essentially. Anyways, we weren't going to worry about staying too much on diet, um, with all the sweets and treats and all that kind of stuff. But, um, I like, I like the mashed potato. Like I like the mashed cauliflower substitute for potatoes. I don't know why. Yeah, I think that that works good. pretty well. The times I've had that, or if, or if I have it as a substitute for rice, that works Ooh, pretty it's well. Good. Yeah, it's good. Like a fried rice substitute. It works. Yeah. Cauliflower rice is not too bad. Um, and then Christmas night we went and met Samantha's brother uh, at flaming buffet, Chinese buffet there on Marsh lane, Dallas. Um, so we had lots of food Christmas day. Um, it's fantastic. Enjoyed every, every bit of that. Grayson, uh, this place also does, um, that, so they have their normal food buffet. They also had like sushi that they were making fresh and like putting out very, very frequently. So like it wasn't just sitting there very long. Grayson had a total of five plates of food. <laughs> He's a nine-year-old. Doesn't usually eat a lot. Um, he talked about like, oh, I had so much food. I had so many calories. Like one, you're nine. You don't have to worry about calories. And two is like, actually you had a lot of fish. So no, you didn't have a lot of calories. Yeah. It's probably um, a very lean protein. Good job. Yeah. So he had some sushi, but he ate a lot of, a lot of seafood that night. Um, I had, I had some, Lo mein noodles. So I, I had, I had some carbs. I had some calories there. 
It's good stuff. Good stuff though at that that buffet. Um Yeah, so that was our Christmas menu. Um you and I both have a uh an item in common here on our gifts. Bluetooth speaker. Oh yeah. I'm a simple man. <laughs> well, we are men of a certain age. We like Bluetooth. <laughs> yes. Um so I got like um it's not even like high level, like a, like real fancy or expensive, but I got the all tech Bluetooth speaker. That's like the size of a boom box. I could, if you remember oh, those. a little bigger one. Yeah. Um, cause I, we have a couple of small ones, uh, but I want a bigger one for when I'm, I'm working outside or when we go to the, the baseball games, we, we may end up being that parent this year where we have to have, like we're doing the, the lineups and the walk up song, all that kind of stuff. Um, mm-hmm. but also I just wanted to have like a bigger one for, for around the house. So I got one of those. Super excited to, to bust it out, annoy the neighbors with it. Mine's a small one, but it's it's kind of waterproof. And so, so it's this just one, is, one of those really kind of rugged ones that's got a string on it, and I could just kind of take it around anywhere. And it's even got a spot for a micro SD card. I could throw some music on that if I don't want to mess with the the Bluetooth. Actually using it as a Bluetooth is intended. Um, mm-hmm. this one, it says is waterproof and like, and on the marketing images, like it shows the speaker floating in a pool next to somebody. Yeah. Like, I'm probably never going to do that. I don't ever plan on getting this thing wet on purpose, but it's just nice to know. Yeah. But like, we, we, it's we, nice we, to know if, if there's like a, 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 a football game and I have to hear what's going on. And I, while I'm in the shower and for some reason I can't hear it outside the shower, but I tried it the other day and, and that's what's crazy about, about these is I don't need one, but every five years or so. And so the one I've been using just kind of got to where it wouldn't take a charge anymore and mm. just, it wasn't consistent. And so my wife got me this new one and it's way smaller, but it sounds like 10 times better. <laughs> it's crazy. Just every time you, cause I only get one when it's, when I broke it or lost it or mm-hmm. quit, it quit working. And so about every five years, that Bluetooth speaker technology, it's, it's gone up a peg. Yeah. So we, we, we have a shower Bluetooth speaker and it's tiny. It's like a hockey puck size. Um, and then we have like, um, it is a sound core flare. So it's the size of like a bigger than like a soda can or like a beer can or whatever. And that one, like the sound quality difference between those two is like, it's astronomical. The, yeah, I bet. Soundcore flare is so good. Um, and then I'm, I'm like I said, I haven't tried it out yet. I'm ex- excited to see if it's, if it's not, not because it's bigger, just because it's newer. The sound quality on the new one I just got. Um, let's see. What else did I get? Uh, I got a meat grinder that I'm excited to try out. Oh, so nice. I, I got a, a make meat, some, make some sausages. Yeah, maybe. I got a, like a food slicer. You can do for like a, a roast that you, you cut it down to, to cut into steaks, like bread or whatever. Um, and I also got this, this, so that, that was on the black Friday deals at Cabela's. Uh, but I want, also want to get a meat grinder. So I got one of those. I'm excited about that. I got some pretty low key things, but that's, this is how I roll. So mom was, my mom's always threatened about what to get me. I'm like, well, okay, here's, here's, here's some stuff. I really want some nice, thick thermal socks. Okay. And some beanies. Because the beanies, she has a knack for picking out really good beanies for me. Like 
she'll just buy one for me every few years or so. Well, the last one she bought me, I've worn it almost out. And so I was like, okay, just let's do that. So she came through awesome pair of socks. She got me two beanies, super warm. When you're, when you're a bald man out on the plains, those beanies are crucial. We were to get through these, these months. We were checking the weather while we were in Dallas. Like, man, Lubbock's had a little bit colder than, than the yeah. one it was when we left. And cause like mesquite, like it was like lows in the mid to upper fifties. It was like, right. it was like well, it's dropping into the thirties and twenties. Yeah. Well, even that it was uh Saturday. Nope. <laughs> See, I mean that pur- purgatory, my days are all mixed up Christmas Eve. That was uh, my little one's seventh birthday. So even though she'd had her party and everything, we still took her to Blazing Bouncers, just her, so oh, she nice. could run around and do whatever she wanted. But that day was, it, every time you stepped outside, it was colder than it was before, and the wind had picked up. So it just kept, and the sun, I think there was sun that morning, and then there was no sun at lunch, and then, yeah, Christmas Eve was cold. Uh, the other thing I got, which I haven't tried yet, I need to, though, my mother-in-law got me these, uh, it's a set of 12. It's, it's a mix for an old fashioned basically, okay. but they're already broken out into 12 different pieces and you put that in the freezer. And so then they make ice cubes. Okay. So you just pop out an ice cube, drop it in your favorite bourbon or vice versa or however you want to do it. And it's, you stir it until the ice cube melts and then you've got your nice cold old fashioned ready to drink right there. And it, I think the flavor was blood orange and ginger, man. I don't know. I don't know how I haven't had one of these yet because the second I opened it, I put it in the freezer so that I could partake on Christmas Eve or the Christmas night. Then I forgot about it. <laughs> then I forgot last night too. And tonight it's it's almost eleven o'clock, so I'm probably just going to go to bed. But maybe tomorrow I'll, I'll finally remember and I'll try it. Pretty excited about that. I go. love old fashions. So I, that, that's my that's my favorite. Um, you you were talking about beanies, and I I, I thought of you on Saturday. Uh, my mom volunteers at her church. Uh, on which they they call the altar guild. Um, she helps set up all the the floral uh, arrangements and the linens and stuff. Um, so she was out volunteering with that group Saturday morning to get ready for all the Christmas Eve services. Um, so we were at home by ourselves for, for a few hours. Like, you know, what's, what's very close. And we always talk about going to Bucky's. So ran out to Bucky's. They had, <laughs> um, pretty good quality, uh, like a bucket hat obviously their logo on it and like the underside of the brim um, had like their, their logo on like a, a step and repeat. And I was like, man, if Michael wasn't so opposed to Bucky's, this would be a good <laughs> gift for him. But I was like, like the hat, he would love a hat. He would love this, but not, not if, from Bucky's. If, if there's a, if there's an all subs beanie, <laughs> um, I would be in the market. Yeah. I, also, it always kind of makes me cringe because, uh, my my daughter who you know has been to bucky's twice in her life loves it it's, loves the, it's an adventure loves the the uh you know bucky mm-hmm. loves anything with him on the stuff she's got like 
some Bucky's pajamas. She's got something, I think some hair ties and stuff. And I'm like, oh my gosh. I was surprised at how many grown adults were there wearing Bucky's gear at Bucky's. Like there was one guy what's decked out. He had what's, a t-shirt, the shorts, <laughs> he had like slides on, a hat. I was like, you work here, man? Like it's <laughs> coming out of the bathroom holding a 52 ounce soda or something. He um, wore slides into the bathroom. And, and, uh, and like, he wasn't walking out with a drink, but well, they're still so clean. Those bathrooms are so clean. I guess you could technically go barefooted. Uh, the, um, the other thing too, it, what, what's worse, Bucky's adults or Disney adults? Bucky's adults. Yeah. I kind of think so too. Cause you can grow up okay. a Disney fan. And 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 that yeah. okay. and then like like bring that to your family, um, yeah. Being a, a Bucky's adult, I don't know. Um, or, or you could grow up a, a fan of one of the franchises that Disney has since acquired. <laughs> sure. And then so then by default, okay, yeah, fine. Huge Star Wars fan here, so yeah, th- I'll go to Disney. Yeah. Okay. Whatever, or you you know whatever other thing they've acquired since then. Okay, yeah, I've been reading the Avengers comics Mm. and yeah. So now I'm really big into Disney technically. (laughs) Technically. Um, Okay. So that's Christmas. We got new year's Eve coming up this weekend. You have any plans? The same plan I always have. Are you like in bed by nine 30 guy? No, no. I do at least stay up until new year's, but we seldom ever really do anything. We were we were actually talking about having some champagne this time. Whoa! But I know for a fact my wife will be asleep by nine thirty, probably. <laughs> so we'll have to pop the champagne at like eight, so we can enjoy it. So you stay but, up for New Year's all by yourself? Typically, yes. What are you What are you doing? If you don't okay, ask, here's like, what if, I'm doing. If, if your girls are in bed for two I'm probably, and a half hours, well, usually, I mean, that's are you not on a farm crazy simulator? thing. Or, Yep. That's not a crazy <laughs> thing around here anyway, because uh, our little one goes to bed early and then my wife has always gone to bed, you know, early. And so there's a lot of times I'm just like, I can't, I'm not ready. No, I can't go to bed yet. My brain won't let me. Cause if I go to, to bed at nine or something, then I'll wake up at 1130 and be up till two. It's like, that's for no reason for you. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what my what my brain does. So anyway, I feel like normally I don't like to get back there till 10, 10.30 at the earliest. So yeah, that's basically what will happen. Or I'll catch up on a show or whatever in, until 11.55. And I learned this from Spencer Hall on Twitter years ago. So here's what you do. 11.55 with five seconds. You have to get it that close. You start the album version of Freebird. <laughs> and so I will I will plug in probably these headphones. I'll, I'll plug in these headphones into my phone and start it right on time. And it crescendos where the solos are just really picking up steam right as that ball drops. It's beautiful. All right. I'm gonna look it I've up. done that probably three or four years in a row now, and it's been fast, fantastic. I remember it was two years ago that I was sick, and so I, I, uh, I took a shot of Robitussin, 
as the as midnight hit, and then I let Freebird play out, and then I went to bed. Nice. That was that was my raucous New Year. Well, we uh, started a, a family tradition. Of we will host, not not host. We will have a family talent show and game night to keep us all active and awake, getting ready oh, for New Year's. We have lots of kids. We have we have actually one family that's like bound to like we'll be in bed by ten. There's no point in staying up. It's like what? You guys suck. You're lame. Um, but we're getting big enough. We're actually, you know, our, our, our church will allow us to, to use like the cultural hall, the gym, essentially largest meeting mm-hmm. room basically. So we're gonna have our talent show there game nights and like, uh, finger foods, that kind of stuff there until we're done about 10 pack up, clean up, head home for anybody that wants to catch like, like New York and or central time, New Year's. Uh, we'll do all that together at one one house. Um, I may have to try the free bird if somebody's willing to let me take one of the the two New Year's celebrations, and then we'll have like sparkling cider or whatever for all of us. Um, I don't know if what you see is the reflection or not, but that's my yearly calendar reminder. <laughs> okay, free so do you, do you start it at eleven fifty five oh five or eleven fifty four fifty five? No, eleven fifty-five with in five seconds. Okay, those those five seconds make a difference. So so four minutes fifty-five seconds into the song, you should be hitting midnight. Yes. Okay. And All right. You should be hitting. You should be hitting that dual guitar solo right at its zenith, and you'll you'll want to finish out the whole song. It's a, it's a great way to start out the year. Well, and then I, and then like I said, I go to bed like <laughs> right after that. Well, I have to give that a try. You should. You All right. should do it. That'll do it for us on the 23 Personnel Podcast. This has been the end of year seven, 2023. We'll be back in the new year, 2024. Maybe talk about some podcasts, Texas Tech resolutions, goals, all that kind of stuff. Uh, I hope it's been a great year for you and your family. Looking forward to what's to come. For Michael, I'm Spencer. We'll catch you guys next time. Thank you for listening to the 23 Personnel Podcast. Help us out by subscribing, rating the show, and leaving a review. Follow us on Twitter at 23 Personnel, Spencer at Punt Suck, and Michael at Michael underscore LBK. Be sure to catch the next episode. And until then, guns up and let the tortillas fly.